0: Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the After The Affair podcast with myself, Luke Schillings. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Nicole Harvick, who is known as the quantum energy healer and forgiveness expert. She believes that all healing must start with self-forgiveness. Some of the modalities that she uses in her healing practice include Reiki, sound therapy, cellular memory healing and mild hypnosis. This is quite far removed from much of the things that I've spoken about on this podcast and I always think it's wonderful to embrace all of the different possible healing methods that are available to us and there's, there is no one right way to heal. Nicole is a notable speaker on topics of forgiveness, self-love and self-healing. And her goal really is to touch as many lives as possible by helping people to find what they desire, require and deserve, which then allows them to walk their earthly journey with emotional freedom, love and grace. So without further ado, let's get straight into the conversation. Okay, Nicole, well, thank you ever so much for joining us today. It's wonderful to have you on the show. It would be great if you could start just by letting us know who you are, where you're from, what you're about, all the things.
1: Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your podcast. It's really an honor um, just talking to you the last time. I was very excited when you invited me on. So many thanks for that. My name is Nicole Harvick, and I live in the United States, and I live in the state of South Carolina which is very different from me. I'm from Arizona. So I've only been living here about a year and I'm still getting used to it. And I'm known as a quantum energy healer and a forgiveness expert, Luke.
0: Amazing. So quantum energy healer. That's something that certainly prior to me meeting you was something I'd never heard of and didn't really know anything about. And to be fair, still relatively limited. So maybe talk a little bit more to that.
1: I would love to. I'm I'm really enjoying my work not just as a healer but using the quantum in my healing because my description of quantum is past present and future which if you know anything about that um it's we're going on in many different dimensions all at once. I know that's a really different concept for many people. Um, I truly believe it. I've experienced some different dimensions myself. So I know that to be true for at least me. And when I work with my healing in quantum, what I'm doing is I'm finding out the source of your pain or your stuck energy or what's blocking you from your emotional freedom. And oftentimes we have to go back to childhood and there's either a statement there's been distress there's been emotional issues there unfortunately have been some sexual issues of kids getting abused and so what i'm really looking for in the quantum field is when this happened why this happened and then we can move forward with releasing that memory which is stuck in your subconscious
0: what you led you this way how did how did this sort of how did you find yourself on this particular path
1: you know that's that's a great question because my catalyst is a divorce which which it often is and what happened was i was so broken after that divorce that i was looking for modalities to learn so i could actually heal myself And I remember going, and this is probably at least 10 years ago, I remember going to like a a psychic fair, just to check it out, just to see what it was. And, and I've always been someone who has really astute intuition. Um, You know, I I listen to my gut, I listen to my heart. So I always knew I was a little bit of an intuitive, but I walked up to the very first booth and the lady looked at me and she says, you're a healer, aren't you? And I said, well, I I don't know. I said, I put Band-Aids on my kids when, you know, they scrape their knee. But, uh, you know, I never really thought of that. And that was always kind of in the back of my mind. But as I started learning healing modalities for myself, I'm a Reiki master. I have certificates in, in quantum energy healing. And that's when we have literally have memories in our cellular memory. So I just started exploring all this and it, it really became fascinating to me, not just for myself, but, but looking at it with others. And so the quantum came in after I started experiencing it and realized that so many things actually start in early childhood, generally before the age of seven. And I will tell you that so far, the youngest that I have found that really had some severe issues, I went back, I took her back to 18 months old. And yeah, it was pretty crazy. She had no idea. And what had happened was she was with her mother and her mother was bringing in a bag of groceries and she wanted to help her carry it. And the mom says, no, this is too heavy for you. So the mom gave her just a little can of soup. And so she was carrying that, but she tripped and she dropped it. And her mother called her dumb and worthless and can't do anything at 18 months. And you and I both have kids. So you can imagine, you can imagine how that felt. So she went through her whole life. She's 55 now. She went through her whole life thinking she was worth, worthless, making the wrong choices picking the wrong men and really never knowing why until we found that and we released it and it was quite an ordeal but that's how I really got interested in in healing is because when I went through everything myself I thought you know what if, if I can do this anyone can heal at any time space or age to their benefit
0: amazing it's interesting one of the reasons that I, I- when we met i wanted to bring you on to the show is because there are i did an episode a while back i forget exactly what it was called but it was it was focused on the right way to heal but it was a play on words in the sense that actually there is no right way to heal regardless of what experience that people have been through there are many different things that people resonate with my approach is perhaps a bit more logical cognitive less spiritual let's say but the reality is that different people resonate and and connect with all of these different modalities let's say these different versions and ways which is why i'm so intrigued into hearing this different perspective so yeah it's, it's amazing that we can even go back that far i mean i can barely remember before i was 10 you know and i my, my often joke with my with my my mum when we're talking and uh, my memory seems to be atrocious it'd be interesting to to, to delve deep to see what the, what there is if there's anything hidden and suppressed there but uh and uh, very interesting, all the same.
1: And it, it it can be very scary because you don't know what's buried in there. And some of the people I have worked with um, are very fearful of going back because they know something really bad's there, and they want to they want to find out what and why and how to heal it. But oftentimes they're still very very suppressed. So when I take someone back, you have to let them know. You made it. We're here. You're safe. You made it. So I take them back in a way that they can see it, but they're not going to feel it like they did when they were going through it. And so that seems to be very, very effective. For the most part, there are a few that absolutely can't do it at this moment and that's fine that's fine we work with what we have and then there may be there could come a time in the future that we move forward with actually finding that exact moment in time and releasing
0: it i see so at what point in people's journeys do do they tend to seek out your kind of kind of work are they already very specifically they've they've had some problems throughout their life or they're recognizing something or it, how, or, or is it more like me for example who I'd, I'd my life's been relatively okay of course it's had its ups and downs like anybody's um but there's no obvious sort of you know thing that I feel like I'm holding from childhood let's say doesn't mean that there isn't anything there of course and I'm, I'm open to all, all kinds of things but just just interesting in terms of how people even get to you in terms of at what point in their journey they do that
1: that's something that i've found really really interesting because what i'm seeing more and more of is i've been doing this not necessarily the healing but i've been in a spiritual i've ha- i've been experiencing a spiritual life for a very very long time um what some people would call you know woo woo mm-hmm. I was a woo-woo person you can call it whatever you want but I was very um I was very aware that there was something more. I was always aware I didn't I maybe didn't know exactly what it was or how to get there but I read a lot. I read a lot of books and it I just started thinking there's got to be more than just getting up, going to work, coming home, going to bed and having two days off a week. That just didn't seem to satisfy me, and I couldn't figure out how it would satisfy anyone else. So I started looking into all these modalities, and then I started noticing conditioning of people. And it seems like right now, and I, I know this to be true, we're in a in a time of the great awakening, and this is this is truly something that's happening worldwide for a lot of people. Not everybody, but for a lot of us, and so they're starting to question their why. And it, and it might be just like this little tiny morsel in their mind of there's got to be something more. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense, but that really doesn't make sense. So they start questioning things. And I have a lot of conversations on Clubhouse, and I started noticing more and more people coming into the rooms and really wondering, what is this? Why are you doing it? How does it work? What am I looking for? There were so many questions. And so I think overall, you know, some are going to be very complacent and, you know, want to do the Monday through Friday, sit in front of the TV on the weekend and go back to work and enjoy a beer or, or whatever you want to do. But there's a lot of people I'm noticing at, at this point in my life that are really starting to look around and notice that something's just a little bit off not not just with them but everywhere and then you start digging and you start questioning yourself and you're like you know why am i acting this way why does that hurt why does that make me cry you're starting to you're starting to raise your consciousness and when you do that you're also raising your awareness and then you start realizing that what's going on inside of you which is where your truth lies doesn't seem to be cohesive with the rest of what's going on around you sure and so it's it's kind of baby steps for a lot of people i've had some people that literally they wake up they tell me i don't know what's going on i'm seeing energy i'm having these experiences what do i do what is it well some some get some get it fast others take baby steps so there's a different there's a everybody's different And everybody's okay. It doesn't matter how you get there. But when you really start looking at yourself in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration, which is from Nikola Tesla back in the early 1900s, that's what we are. We're energetic beings at a vibration. So people are starting to become aware of that and starting to understand that their subconscious is holding a lot of things in there that they're really not aware of, and they're they're really seeking out the why of who they are. Why do I make these decisions? Um, why does this hurt my feelings? Why do I remember this? And it's it's really interesting. It's like just all of a sudden, there's an awareness that, that the things I've been holding in, I can get rid of.
0: Amazing. So there's actually a couple of things that are coming up for me then, as you were talking. One was that at the beginning, you'd said You'd used the 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 term "woo woo" in past tense, as then you used to be woo woo, and yet it is interesting that I I'm, I'm thinking a little bit myself, and maybe for some of the people listening, that something like a quantum energy healer that sounds woo woo, and I don't please I don't mean that in any kind of offensive way. It's just it's it's interesting that that you swap the terminology in terms of past to maybe an alternative view of what you think it is now and so I'd like to hear a little bit more to that and then absolutely secondly um I might ask this question separately anyway but secondly it was in terms of you the, the change that you've seen in people over the a recent period of time I was wondering if that tied in specifically with things like COVID things with like the increased polarization with with politics not that I want to go down that route specifically but just in terms of this this differing in the world there seems to be more divide than there probably ever has been or certainly over the last five to ten years or so and just whether that in itself is playing a or what or what part you think that might be playing in people seeking this this great awareness let's say
1: um, the, when I talk about when I talk about woo-woo in the past tense, that was what we were all referred to. And so I found my people, you know, I've I've meditated. There's things such as astral travel that that can happen. It's it's, I'm gonna say for me, it was exciting to finally find my people and to understand that who I am and the gifts that I've been given are for the greater humanity, for the greater good, for that allows me to help people. So after finding, and, and I, I, you know, I say this like more people like me, we all have the abilities, but we're either afraid of them, we don't want to be made fun of, or told not, my daughter's mom, I have friends coming over, don't talk about this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so so I mind, I'm a good mom. But there was a time when only a select few would talk about it. And then Louise Hay came around, and she is Hay House. She started um, publishing books about all this, about wordology, about, about astral travel, about, you know, psychics. So it became a little, I'm going to say a little more common, not a lot, because there's some people that will never accept it no matter what, and that's okay. But then I, once I realized there, there were people like me out there, I guess I should say, it was like, well, you know, I consider what I've been given a gift because oftentimes, well, every time when I work on a body, I can tap into it. I can get ages. I can get the feeling. I can get the visualization of, of that time when that actually happened. And I can usually see it. So to me, when I can assist in a way like that and help take someone back and I can I can say, you know, were you seven? Were you? And yeah, it might be a suggestion, but it, it really enhances the experience because I'm there with them kind of holding their hand. There's something that might be a little bit scary. And so when I realized that that I was playing small, I realize that if I do have these gifts and I'm not sharing them with people that are interested, not everybody's going to be interested. I understand that. Um, And the time for me is no longer trying to convince people that I can help you. If you want to try, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine also. But I decided not to play small. I no longer call it woo-woo because I know it to be true because I'm, I'm working with people. I'm seeing the results yeah and um it, it you know it's really it's really phenomenal what i'm seeing and you know like i said energy it's, frequency and vibration that's what it, we it are is,
0: it is so fascinating it is and uh, you know i think about the um, journey that i've been on and like i said earlier I've, I've i've followed probably something that feels natural to me which is logic and and process and understanding so when i th- that I, I use um you know a variety of tools in my coaching and both on myself Um i genuinely believe that uh in 99.9 percent of cases it's our thinking and our beliefs that are creating our feelings our emotions which we are experiencing in the body of course that is a form of energy and i recognize that these things can sort of pass from one thing to another in some sense in terms of whether I'm seeing it in quite the same way that you're describing is I I'm, I'm not fully there but it's it's really interesting and I'm sort of really intrigued by it
1: but you and know you've... I planted a seed with you
0: yes I mean, absolutely and... absolutely and and I'm sure that you've planted the seed with some of the people listening as well uh, I have no doubt
1: yeah um, and that's and... sometimes that's all we can do you know and then 100%. when they come to us we're there
0: Exactly. And it, and it is and it is the same here as well. Not everybody is going to resonate with my message and, and nor do I expect them to. You know, I, I I offer what I have and I hope that it helps people. And people are always welcome to reach out and ask questions or work with me or any of the things. And there is no expectation for them to do that. I would rather that people found the thing that connected with them most to help them through whatever it is that they're currently experiencing um whether that be a short term more acute problem or something that's been through sort of a developmental stage of their life or just something that's all sort of been transitional through the entire period of their life Um, yeah very very fascinating so yeah. one of the other reasons I, I brought you on is because obviously in addition to the quantum energy healing there's this element of forgiveness as well and mm-hmm. of course this is something that i speak about of course with the people i'm talking to and working with who have mostly experienced betrayal and infidelity, and there are some exceptions, of course. But forgiveness can be a, you know, obviously a very difficult and very complex process for many people. So how do you typically approach helping someone work through forgiveness? And what are some of the common roadblocks that you've seen and that, that you've faced along the way?
1: The most common roadblock is the inability to understand that forgiveness is for you. They hold such a grudge against the person who they perceive to do them wrong, which, you know, I I did the same thing. I did the same thing, Luke. I thought, what? And it was my ex-husband, you know, there was cheating, there was lies. And I was, I was crushed. I won't lie about that. And what was happening to me and, and having experienced, that's why I really feel I'm, I'm far better off helping people because I've been there. I speak from experience and what was happening is like I talked about, I'm going through all these healing modalities, trying to heal myself and I'm getting sicker and sicker and I'm losing weight. My hair is falling out and I'm scratching my skin until it bleeds. And I'm like, my gosh, you know, what is going on here? What I'm, I'm, I'm a healer, but I can't heal myself. What is going on? And um, it was really interesting. I went to the Island of Hawaii during that period. And um I, I have guides that I talk to and they talk to me. And when I was, I was taking a, a hike on the bulk vol- the volcano, and I had brought food with me because it was a half a day hike. And I was crossing this little wooden slats bridge over a big ravine. And I heard my guide say, make an offering to the island. And you know the islands are alive. You know, they come up out of the ocean, they're volcanic. They're, I mean. Hawaii's probably the most incredible place I've ever been to. So I threw half a sandwich in there. I'm like, well, I'm gonna be hungry. I can't give it my whole, my whole sandwich. And then I, and they had told me before I left, feed the stray. And I'm like, okay, the stray, I was looking for a dog. So I made an offering to the island. I took about maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a half a mile. And I heard this rustling in the foliage. And I'm like, what is that? So my daughter's with me. I've been down to look. And it's this little tiny bird with, with these bright red eyes. I'd never seen anything like it, but its little foot was hobbled and it was starving. And so my daughter bent down to give it some food out of her hand and it ate right out of her hand. And I just heard, that's your stray. So I don't question anything when my guides tell me to do something. But, but when I came home from the islands, I started, I started seeing this word everywhere and it's Ho'oponopono. And it's, it's, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. Wow. Very okay. simple, very simple. And I started using that mantra every day. And I would just, I would meditate and I just say it over and over and over. I would visualize my ex-husband coming on a stage and I just kept saying it. And eventually I started forgiving him. It's like all my anger melted away. Um, all the animosity, all the pain, the hurt. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is crazy. What is going on here? And then I started healing. So what I was missing in my healing process was forgiveness. And it wasn't for him because he did what he did and he never really apologized. It was like, well, you didn't give me any attention. So I had to seek it out elsewhere. He didn't care. He was never going to apologize. So I didn't do it for him. I did it for me.
0: And, and this is something I can absolutely relate to, without doubt. My my own story as well, not not dissimilar in terms of you know the holding this this story of what forgiveness meant. You know, uh, those many people do go through life thinking that forgiving someone is letting them off the hook; it's condoning their actions in some way. And of course, the, the reality is it's it's the absolute opposite of that. Like you said, you didn't even your husband didn't have to change and you mm-hmm. don't even need to tell him. It doesn't, I didn't. It's, got, it's actually got nothing to do with him.
1: <laughs> I didn't, I never even, I never even said that. But, you know, it, it's so interesting because I tell people it's like, if they didn't care enough about you to not hurt you that way, why are you carrying that pain that they caused? They're not thinking about it. They're not going to apologize. Why are you continuing to carry the hurt they caused you? You know, whoever it was, they're off the hook already. They don't care. But you're in pain and you're suffering. And usually when I try to explain it that way, it makes sense. But I, I do tell everybody that for me, forgiveness is really spiritual in nature, just due to the fact that sometimes your brain can't wrap, can't wrap around the fact that it's it's for you, not them. And it's, to me, it's more, more of something that it's spiritual you're releasing for you. It's, it's the, it's one of the only times you can really be selfish and it's okay because it's for you, not them. And when I explain it like that, they're, they're a little more apt to want to move forward, but a lot of times it's a very slow process with forgiveness. It is,
0: it is, is, it's something that there's a lot of resistance. And actually, in actual fact, as you were talking, I'm thinking, it's like, well, Where does that come from? Why why is there this this belief that forgiveness is in fact all about letting the other person off the hook? About they they would some in some way benefit from you forgiving them.
1: Right. Um,
0: But but they don't. It makes no difference.
1: And you know what I've found, what I think it is, is when you want to continue the blame or the hate or the shame with that person that is ego. That's your ego trying to protect you. And it does a really good job at times. But for me, true forgiveness, you can't be an ego. It's not possible. So when you really understand forgiveness and you decide you don't want to hurt anymore, you don't want to carry that pain, you're releasing everything. You're you're releasing ego as well
0: exactly and i think you're right i think ego it makes it makes it very clear it turns it into an almost point scoring activity where there has to be a winner particularly if you're the one that's been betrayed you're the one that's been hurt Um, you feel like there's something that you must take back to balance the scales
1: it's it's a very earthly feeling you know it's very three three third dimensional it's like okay If you do that, then I'm going to do this. You're not going to win because I'm going to hold this against you. And it's not doing you any good. You feel terrible. You hurt. You cry. Your stomach hurts. Your body's at dis-ease. You create things in your body from the anger, from the stress, from, you know, the emotional turmoil that that pain has caused you. And all you're doing is making yourself sick. So once you really understand the beauty of forgiveness being for you, you can forgive, you can take the ego out of it, and you are 100% the winner. And that person never has to know it.
0: And that kind of leads on to my next question anyway, which is, what are the benefits of forgiveness? I know we've sort of touched this a little bit already, but not just for the person, because we're, we're talking about forgiveness being something that we do as the person who needs to forgive the person who has has hurt us in some way, betrayed us. But when we do offer forgiveness, what benefits are there really for the individual, but also what are the benefits for the person who has done the betraying, particularly in the example of infidelity, because many people do remain in relationships after infidelity has occurred. So when it comes to forgiveness although technically the unfaithful spouse doesn't have to find out or know or experience it in some way, they will still be affected by the forgiveness that the betrayed partner has. I'm just wondering if you could sort of talk to that at all.
1: Absolutely. What I think transpires, what transpired for me was a path of emotional freedom. I felt so free because I had... when you carry around hate and anger animosity anything like that those are dense heavy energies that you're literally storing in your cells and in your body when you have the ability to release those and there's many ways there's tears there's there's showering can release things water um just mantras you can say just like ho'oponopono you're releasing some really heavy energies that are that are you don't even realize what they're doing inside of you but they are making you sick just like I bled my hair fell out when you release those you have the ability to replace them with things you want such as joy love for yourself that's very very important people that usually um, hang on to non-forgiveness don't love themselves they don't they don't understand that concept but once you start replacing those dense heavy negative energies with very light positive energies you absolutely feel different inside you you can start waking up in joy you waking up in gratitude you want to start your day you feel good it, and and when you start doing that for me i i thought man i i feel really great and I started thinking about this. I thought, you know, I love my kids, love my parents, love my dog. I'd never thought about loving myself. That was something that never occurred to me. And I thought, you know, I haven't done everything right. And there's a lot of things I still have to forgive about myself. But it dawned on me. It's like, you know, you did those things and they didn't always turn out for the best. But you did them with pure intent. There was never any malice involved. And so that actually helped me forgiving other people because I thought, you know, maybe they didn't know what they did. Not in my ex's case, he knew perfectly well, but, but you know, a lot of people do things and if you do what you think is right at the time with the information you have, that's all you can do. And I thought about it and I thought, well, you know, if I'd have done this different with my daughter, this would have happened. And it's like, I, I truly did what I thought was best at the time. So it not only helped me understand other people that have done things like that, but it it helped bring me to a place of self-love and self-respect, which I'd never really had before. So it it really was a win-win for me all the way around.
0: You spoke to it a little bit there in terms of the benefits that it it has to yourself um, not only in terms of the the forgiveness in terms of the relieving of the the burden if you like the 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 weight that we carry with us when we hold somebody else responsible for some misfortune or some negative experience that we've we've had or betrayal in this case but when we look more specifically to forgiving yourself because one of the things that i noticed both with myself and with with my clients is that everything, all the focus is on the person who has done wrong. But often when a situation like that has occurred, particularly in a relationship environment, I'm not saying there aren't examples where it isn't applicable, but it's particularly in a relationship environment, there have been things that have ultimately led to a scenario that has, where the relationship has maybe not been as healthy as it could have been. Maybe people have they've lost connection. They're not really focusing on Driving the relationship in a specific direction, and of course, this never justifies the behaviour of one person over the other. But sometimes this can create um, circumstances, situations that make it easier, let's say, or or maybe people just start feeling like they're not getting fulfilled from their relationship, so they start looking elsewhere, or maybe opportunity arises. There's a combination of factors. There is no one specific thing, but I find it very interesting. That all of the focus is on forgiving the other person. When we have any criticism of other people, it's very common for the criticism that we have of that person to be in some way mirrored and reflected back on ourselves in terms of our own judgments, in terms of the way that we're looking at the world, maybe something that we're suppressing because of things that, you know, values that we're not prepared to face ourselves. So it's very easy to criticize others and then not necessarily stand by those same rules ourselves. And I don't mean that means we go out and cheat and be unfaithful, but just our core values to that. So forgiving yourself can be just as difficult as forgiving others. So how do you help people work towards self-forgiveness? And what are some of the strategies for overcoming those feelings of guilt and shame and self-blame?
1: And, and you know, that's a great question because when I first found out that my ex was cheating on me, I was so embarrassed. I It was like, this has to be a family secret. Don't tell anybody. But I blamed myself. What could I have done better? What, what should I have done? I didn't do this. I should have done that. A ton of self-blame. And as I started my healing journey, I, th- I started thinking about it. And it was like, but he's an adult too. He made a choice and he chose to do that. And, you know, he had been doing it for many, many years and, and we went on vacations. We had this beautiful family from the outside, looking in, everything was perfect. But what I realized was, is that whatever is going on inside of him is not to blame me. I can't blame myself for his feelings. He's the one that has to find those. He has to figure them out. Just as if something's going on with me and I'm projecting it onto someone else, I need to look inside and answer those questions. And I think that was what has helped me and others is is the huge understanding that what's going on inside of the other person is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. I could have done nothing different. We were married 25 years. You know, you have ups and downs and, you know, a fight here. But then you have these beautiful children and you go on vacations and everything looks beautiful from the outside. But the thing is, he was never happy no matter what we had. So what's going on inside of him that's keeping him unhappy? And he still hasn't figured it out. But when I forgave him and I finally forgave myself and it brought me to a place of self-love, I had filled myself so full of positivity and I mean that's not to say we don't have a rainy day or things don't go wrong of course but I look at him now and I have compassion I don't have sympathy because he knows what he did he you know he knows it was wrong but the compassion for a soul that is is so he, he's so lost I guess I would say and so now we've been divorced since 2019 and I have to tell you that I still send him love and I still, still send him blessings, but it's on a soul level. It's on a very different level because everyone deserves love. It's just, it's what we come here to learn. It's the, the strongest emotion you can feel. And the reason I do that is because there's two reasons because he can't love himself. And I know that. Um, and because everything you send out comes back to you. So why wouldn't I want love, compassion, and forgiveness to come back to me if I'm sending it out to him? People think I'm crazy, and it's like, no, you don't understand. We come here to learn love. You know, it's just, it's such a phenomenal feeling, and and it's really interesting because I can look at people now, and I love them. I love them on a soul level, you know, regardless of their, their human flaws, it's like you know everybody deserves it, everybody
0: it's this it is this unconditional love, this unconditional love that and i and I think just being being clear that that love comes from within it's not about how much you can receive from others because in theory you can, people can say words, people can do things, people can do all of these things, but only you experience
1: right. the feeling
0: of love right. and Love is amazing. Why, why is. would you why would you choose another feeling to feel to feel about another human being?
1: Yeah. and then if the more you send out, the more you get back. Think of your heart expansion. You see you truly, and I'm gonna I'm honestly, you feel different, but you look different. I, I have a picture of me from two thousand and fourteen when I was going through all this. I, I don't even know who that girl was. I, I look at it. And I, my eyes were blank and it's like, my gosh. And then I look at myself now, not just how I look, but, but how I feel and my personality and, and I'm eager, I I'm excited to start the day. And it's, it's just, it's such a better choice. Forgiveness is always the better choice.
0: Exactly. Fantastic. One more question that I had just while you were talking earlier on is when you were talking about working with your clients, can you only work with people one-to-one in person or do you work people over Zoom like this or what what, what does it look like for you?
1: Um, since COVID, I've pretty much done everything by Zoom. I have worked on uh, many people in person because I do the Reiki, but I can feel where energy is stuck. And energy is dense. You can literally pull it out of someone's body. Um, so I can do that. But I can also grab onto it because there's no space and time, really. You know, we've got these perceptions of, well, we're just by Zoom. But what you have to understand is we're all of one consciousness. So I can tap in and pull some of that out. So I do Zoom. Um, I have do done rooms where there's bigger healings. It's not as specific to that person, but it's more like a, it's like a heart chakra type meditation of, of, I lead them to where their pain is. I go inside of them and see where they find it. And then we do, we just put their hand over their heart and I'll lead them through some statements, you know, here's, here's what you're going to feel. Your heart's going to expand. You're going to feel release it's going to come out of you so so statements like that and so we can do group healing and then sometimes when they when they feel the effects of that group healing they understand what it feels like and they really do want to go deeper to really pinpoint those places of hurt or that that feeling of anger or or why do i behave this way and one quick example as i was working with the gentleman And he told me, he says, you know, he says, I always go from either really happy to really angry. I said, okay, let's go find that. So I, you know, I kind of do a little hypnosis, very light. I said, what color do you see? And he says, you know, he goes, I see purple. I said, okay. I said, what is that? What is significant about purple? He says, well, he says, I'm in church and I see it on the preachers, you know, they, how they wear those little, I don't know yep. even what they're called. I, I don't either. Yeah, but he he saw that. I said, so you're in church right now, right? He says, yeah, I'm about seven years old and we're in church. He says, I said, what's the feeling you feel? He says, it's really peaceful. I'm with my family, my, my two siblings and my mom and dad. I said, okay. I said, after you leave church, what happens? He says, well, I go home. He says, and my mom cooks the same dinner every Sunday. She says, he says, we eat dinner. He says, and every Sunday after church, my parents get into a fight and my dad leaves every Sunday. He says, and then my mom sits there and cries. I said, okay. I said, I want you to think about this. You go from a very peaceful existence in your church. You're happy. Everything's fluid. You get in the car, you go home. And there's no in between you're peaceful. And then there's chaos because your mom and dad fight and your dad leaves. So boom, that there's why he has that personality trait because of something that happened when he was six or seven years old,
0: and these things do stick,
1: they stick, they do they're
0: mm-hmm. do. they powerful.
1: That's why I, I, I 12, I tell people, be very cautious with your words you know, to little ones, be very cautious what you're saying, because words will stick in there. And and even the tone of voice, you know, sometimes we, you know, we're, we're as a parent, we're scared that our kids are going to get hurt. So we gasp or something, but, you know, you, you have to realize that up till age seven, that we call them those little sponges, good or bad.
0: Super absorbent. Yes, absolutely. 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 Well, I want to say thank you for for joining me today. And uh, I have no doubt that my listeners will have gained a, a wealth of insight and knowledge from your time here. And it's been fantastic to have you on board. So how can people find you and uh, and reach out to you?
1: Uh, it's very easy. I kept it very simple for myself. Everything's under Nicole Harvick, but I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. And my website is NicoleHarvick.com and you can find a link there. My Calendly is on there and I do a complimentary 30 minute get to know me session. So if anybody would like to reach out for that, I would love that. Um, I, you know, it's so, so amazing now that we can talk to someone in a different country. Absolutely. You know, so I'm, I'm, I, you know, I've got people in Africa, I've got people in Canada and so please reach out to me. A lot of people are, I'm going to call it waking up right now, have a lot of questions, and I'd be happy to answer those questions as best I can for you.
0: Excellent. And I'll put all those details in the show notes as well. Well, thank you again, Nicole. And uh, yeah, have a great year.
1: Yeah, I will. I will. Thank you so much.